Today's episode is sponsored by Alone in the Dark. The highly anticipated new reimagination by Pieces Interactive and THQ Nordic. Play as Edward Carnby or Emily Hartwood to explore your environments, fight monsters, solve puzzles, and uncover the true secret of Dorsetto Manor. Our favorite heroes are brought to life by Hollywood stars Jodie Comer of Killing Eve and David Harbour of Stranger Things, who lend not only their voices, but their appearance and their formidable acting skills to the brave protagonists. Experience a deep psychological story that goes beyond the realms of the imaginable, all dreamed up by Mikhail Hedberg, cult horror writer of Soma and Amnesia. The team at Pieces Interactive is supported by monster designer and legendary Guillermo del Toro collaborator Guy Davis, as well as doom jazz legend Jason Conan, who provides his eerie and haunting melodies for the right atmosphere. Alone in the Dark is available March 20th on PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Pre-order your copy now and escape into the dark. Get in, losers. This is the Lady Killers, a feminine rage podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Sammy. I'm Rocco. And I'm May. Our podcast is a tribute to the female-identifying killers in horror and more. Each episode will feature us, your Supreme Court of female murderers, discussing our favorite lady killers, from your Julias and Jennifers to your Carries and Christines. We'll tell her story, decide if it's good for her horror, and answer the most important question of all. Would we die for her? Join us on Thursdays as we pull on our sweaters, snatch our ice picks, sharpen our scissors, and honor the lady killers who live on the silver screen. No boys were harmed in the making of this podcast. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Happy Friday the 13th, campers. Michael Jarvis Rothman here. So, since today is Jason's big day, or I should say the Voorhees family's big day, and we're all going to go ahead and rewatch the Friday the 13th series in celebration again, us Halloweenies thought we'd help you celebrate by unlocking our commentary track for Sean Cunningham's 1980 original, which has been locked away in our Patreon, The Rewind. So some context. This track was recorded in the hot, hot month of August 2021. So if we're talking about things from 2021, I don't know, maybe we're anticipating the new Candyman. Uh, just know it was recorded in 2021. Shouldn't be too dated, though. After all, we're talking about a timeless classic. And here's the thing. If you want more commentary tracks, especially more Friday the 13th commentary tracks, we've got one for part two, and we just recorded another one for part three, aka Friday the 13th 3D, aka Friday the 13th part three, aka Friday the 13th three, whatever you want to pick. We got it. We recorded it this week. So if you want to hang with the Halloweenies in Camp Crystal Lake this Friday for a three-movie marathon, get the other two tracks in the rewind. And you can do that by joining us at www. 
patreon.com slash Halloweeniespod. Otherwise, sit back, grab yourself a bag of popcorn, maybe even a hot dog. I like hot peppers in mine. Maybe even some mustard. Whatever. That might be a little bit too much work. Maybe just stick with the popcorn. Regardless, sit back and enjoy Friday the 13th with the one, with the only, your Halloweenies. I don't want to scare anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some sort of demented creature. Surviving in the wilderness. Full grown by now. Some folks claim they've even seen him. Right in this area. From the cold, chilly cabins of Camp Crystal Lake to outer space, we are Halloweenies! Greetings, you loyal Halloweenies patrons, and welcome yet again to the Isle. Guess what? If you're listening to this as a loyal patron subscriber, you know it's Friday the 13th. And what better way to celebrate Friday the 13th than to do an audio commentary for the OG F13. Not F9. F13. Friday the 13th. 1980s Friday the 13th. Directed by the great Sean S. Cunningham. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm not really a co-host. I'm just a a co-voice. Uh, one of three, as of right now, who will be giving you some of the most insightful, uh, historically accurate <laughs> commentary for one of my my personal favorite film of the franchise. But who is joining us um, all the way fairly close to the place where they actually filmed Friday the 13th uh, in Hope, New Jersey? Who is that? Who is, who's joining us? Uh, this is Dan Friday the 13th, Caffrey. I didn't do any work to come up with a name. You know, I am in, in New Jersey. One of the great right nicknames. Yeah, exactly. Dan, um, Dan, Dan Caffrey Day. I, I've got nothing. I you am know, in New Jersey. I know, Dan. It's a, a Harry Danfordini. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I know. I, sh- I should. I needed to bone up on my uh, my production staff for this one in my, in my trivia and everything. Well, the good going news in is- a little cold. Well, the good news is, of course, this will have the great white on black credits. So we can we'll, we'll figure out a nickname for you as the entire cast and crew <laughs> yeah. is unveiled in the first five minutes of the movie. We'll and who else? We, we've heard another voice here creeping in, much like Mrs. Voorhees creeps into the picture 60 minutes in. And who is that? This is Mike in American original Vanderbilt coming to you from the south side of Chicago. Now, Mike is, is a real trooper because Mike is one of the last people in my age bracket who was at Lollapalooza for all four days. And he was uh, yes. working. He was not, it, wasn't, it wasn't all pleasure. He was working. I was working all four days, four consecutive 12-hour days. But honestly, it's a lot of fun. And I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't think I would ever attend Lollapalooza, but I get why people do because it's a good time. And if you do like good music, uh, there's some of it there. Some of it's yes. there. I know. I always, I, I can, you know how you look at it, a tree ring and you can figure how old the tree is for me you just put up the Lollapalooza lineups and as it it, it dwindles in terms of like who i recognize yeah. <laughs> that's how i realize how old you I know am. 
So I work, I mean, yeah, it is hard work, but it's not as bad. Like I'm in uh, uh, Tito's vodka VIP section where I work, which is invite only. And I did not realize how exclusive a club it really was, <laughs> but I can see two stages from my area. So I didn't even have to go out into gen pop once because at my stage was Jimmy world journey nice. and limp and limp biscuit. So I got to see everybody who I wanted to see at least. Well, I'm happy you were able to enjoy Limp Bizkit. I enjoyed their presence in the Woodstock 99 documentary, which is <laughs> now was... on HBO. No free plugs, but it's on <laughs> HBO Max. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people. I mean, I Limp Bizkit was never my thing. I didn't no. like it when I was 17, 18, 19. I certainly really I don't like them now. But that photo that's uh, going around, people are being real funny about uh, people dying to go see Limp Bizkit. That is not their crowd. <laughs> I think that's that picture no, from think, Miley yeah, Cyrus. It was people. It was, I think. Be mostly attended by people out of curiosity and it was very laid back a surprise it felt like a very laid back very chill set mm. to me uh truly just going through the motions going through the hits well the gang's going they're getting as old as we are you it, know? indeed uh fred durst I, has his new uh his new uh do the great i looked hair. at the uh i looked at the set list man and you can't argue with that set list they i mean they just did every single hit they had they didn't do anything from gold cobra they didn't do anything from Results may vary. I did see Limp Bizkit live. If you're wondering why I know so much about them, because <laughs> I, I, I did see them in high school and, and with DMX and Godsmack, and I, it was oh, what a man. That's yeah. the late '90s. Those are those are the three top uh, stolen CDs from Camelot Music uh, when I worked there at Chicago Ridge Mall. Well, I'll tell you what, the Limp Bizkit's so mature now they actually spell uh, they spell it B I S C U I T. <laughs> So um, we've all, you all the, uh, well, you know, I think what we're really here for, though, is to talk about one thing in here. And you guys will appreciate this as men of a certain age that every other band that took the stage was would would cover a tune from the 90s. And I'm mm. sitting there saying, oh, come on, that's not that song's not that old. And that song is, in fact, that old. And I feel like, you know, that's what our parents felt like when uh, bands that we appreciated from the Alterna grunge movement were covering shit from the 70s. Like the Hollies or something like that. Yeah, even, and, you know? and not yeah. always the best stuff, you know, like yeah. one of these bands was out there covering Matchbox 20 and you know Matchbox 20 is somebody's favorite retro band. Well, it's probably, I think it was John Thomas's band, Rob Thomas's son, who's probably fronted some <laughs> mid-level band that was out there at 3 o'clock at the Bud Light yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who, play, who plays at the 11, who plays the 11 o'clock set at the Bud Light? Yeah, actually, my, some of my favorite sets are actually the smaller tents especially with the yeah, up and coming bands listen we could talk about Lollapalooza. <laughs> dan and i've been to many as well oh, we're we could talk about lala all day we're old vets we'll be in, i mean honestly we'll, this we'll is... be in a documentary one day i'm sure asking about the good old days of lala <laughs> this is one of the first ones i haven't gone to to be honest i, I mean I've, mm. i went to i went like every year until i left chicago and then obviously there wasn't one last year so i like you know i like Lollapalooza. i know it's it's popular to dunk on it in the press, but I always have a good time when I'm there. You know, I used to love going, but I just can't. I, I don't. Have, I literally just don't have the energy anymore. I just, yeah, it's I a lot. I can't it's even imagine. Lot. It's a lot to do it. Let Folks. me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up with one more point about that because I think you guys are 100 right. And the people who uh, are always dunking on Lollapalooza just don't like to see anybody else having a good time. And I think they all went to that beach from uh, that beach that makes you old from that movie, <laughs> oh, but yeah. they didn't actually age. They just never knew how to have a good fucking time. Well, we'll be doing old next month for our commentary, I'm sure. Old Beach. One of my favorite movies of the year. If you can't hear the sarcasm, I assure you, (laughs) it's definitely thick and it was right there in front of you. It was interesting. Guys, 1980s Friday 13th. We've got to come up with some drinking games. Now, of course, I am actually not going to be drinking this evening. I've got my, speaking of islands, like old, a Fiji. 
Fiji water, not a sponsor. Once again, thank you for nothing, Fiji. Uh, I'll be drinking this tonight, but I'll still be playing along. And what what good ideas can we come up with for a drinking game? I know, Vanderbilt, you had some pretty good ones, right? So I think I, I think the three, I want to say, I don't know, the foundation of every good drinking game is you need to have a something for do a shot, take a sip, finish your drink. So I think for maybe taking a sip, like that's something that happens uh, relatively frequently. I don't think we ever figured out that one, but I definitely think for taking a shot, that should be when you see some boobs. Because horror and, and movies are known thing for, you, for, for the lightweights is that you've got an hour, about an hour, 45 minutes or so, because the only real nudity in this film is the Jack and Marcy scene, as, as far as I can remember. But I think we need to celebrate that. Yeah, I, I, guess, I agree. Uh, what about what about little Jason at the end? Isn't he nude? Is he in his underwear? Oh God, no! I think he's right, got right. a Anybody? Scene. How about this? Anytime somebody's topless. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good. That could be boys or girls. That's it, it's that's, even more complicated. And then uh, let's say for take a drink. Let's take a drink uh, every time there's a death in a movie, as uh, Justin talked about off mic. The trailer for Friday the Thirteenth that counts down thirteen deaths is a touch misleading. It's a touch, a half touch misleading. Uh, the deaths are spread out pretty well throughout. Of course, you'll be fairly drunk before the opening credits because there are indeed two murders in the first three minutes of this or first five minutes probably of the movie. So you'll be well on your way to a good inebriated evening watching a fun film that I'm looking forward to discussing with everybody. Okay, so let's think of something else. I think we need, one, fin- for, we need uh, one for taking a taking a no for finishing your drink. I think Jason jumping out of the, the lake at the end has got to be a finish your drink, right? That's a good finish. That's a good finish your drink. Yeah, if okay. you haven't finished your drink by that point, then my wrong, my wrong. I don't know what to tell right. you. Finish um, your drink about... anytime something something uh fades to white, yes, or Jason jumps out of the lake. And or well, is. that's honestly though, fade to white is usually after every death, anyway. Is it? Yeah, oh, it? yeah. I don't think it always happens though. Well, we'll see as we watch <laughs> 1980s Friday the 13th. And stick around. We'll be doing a three-hour commentary on 2011's Lollapalooza, which was a really good lineup that year. So I'm kidding, everybody. Don't worry about that. Okay, here's what we've done. The three of us have synced it up. Um, so on your Friday the 13th, when you see the Paramount logo, you know, all the stars, Paramount, and you see a Gulf and Western company, pause it. Because then we're all going to hit play at the same time and enjoy it. Uh, by chance... Uh, Vanderbilt, myself, and Dan have the uncut version, which really is only a few seconds longer. I know Annie or I think Annie's death is a little longer. Jack's arrow scene is a little longer, but it's not going to affect the timing essentially of the commentary. And as if you've listened to our other commentaries, we tend to kind of drift off anyway. So <laughs> it's like we're going to be reacting at the exact same moment to every single scene as we go. Um, Oh, in honor of Mac, who was supposed to be here, but is having cable issues right now in his area. I do believe there should also be a a drink and a salute (laughs) when Annie talks to the dog at the beginning for Mac's sake, because he could not be here. He was invited. He's invited. So if his internet picks up later on, he'll hopefully be able to join us. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for him in that regard. Okay. Is everybody ready to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to count down from five to one, and we are going to start Friday the 13th in five, four, three, two, one, play.
Uh, the mountains where Jason lives. Uh, there the mountain are. of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought you were going to count down from 13, but that's kind of long. That, oh, God. That would have been a very long time. Seanus Cunningham, the only movie in this franchise he directed. He could never find... Uh, Adam Marcus, director of Jason Goes to Hell, told me he never could find an idea of Wes Craven's that he didn't want. No, of uh, Wes Craven's that he didn't want. No, it wasn't. I'm fucking that up. I think I fucked that story up. Well, John Carpenter? No, I think it was Wes Craven that he, could, he wanted to steady, couldn't rip off. I mean, they've, this is 1958. So how many years after or before Michael Myers killed Judith Myers? Is this five years earlier? Wait, this is 58 and yeah. he killed Judith Myers in 63, 60... right? Three? Yeah. Okay, there we go. A lot, a lot of bad stuff happened in that five-year period. <laughs> in the uh, in uh, the, the uh, Blumhouse, the new Blumhouse dark universe. <laughs> hey, this is the Fox. Is this uh, the first time you see the first time you see kids in a Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah, don't let people tell you differently. There are kids and other ones besides Jason lives. Of course, they go into the Fox cabin. Fox, this this cabin, uh, there was homage paid to it. Well, aren't they in this and one? Friday Thirteenth Part Three with the character Fox. They're uh, they're just training, but not not in this scene. But later on, they're just training for camp, right? So they're no, no. Later on, they're getting ready for camp. Part ready, two, yeah. part two, they're training for camp. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> getting ready and training. Yeah. And part three, they're not even at a camp. Yep. Part four, they're not at a camp. Nope. Part, part five, five, they're, they're at a troubled home. Not at a camp. And Six then? is a camp. Yeah. Seven is not a camp. Eight, Seven's uh, like half a camp, right? No. No. No, I guess not. Yeah, you're right. Eight, uh, that's, you know, uh, of course, it's Toronto. an hour and a half film. They're in New York for all of the film. That's right. Classic. <laughs> uh, part nine, not a camp. Part, part 10. 10. Well, there's a, a, there's a virtual reality second that takes place at a camp. So there are more Friday the 13th movies that don't take place at camp than there are that do. Oh, absolutely. It's like it was a five to one ratio, I think, or something like that. Great song, of course. Hallelujah. By, uh, by Rufus Wainwright covering Rufus Leonard Cohen. By Loudon Wainwright III. <laughs> covering Leonard Cohen. I like that white belt. That's a good look. I like that. Tyler, even, even though this is 1958, because this is so this movie was made so long ago, you could have told me this was 1979, 1980. <laughs> did, uh, did either of you guys ever go to sleepaway camp growing up? I did one time. with It was kind of like a fifth grade field trip. We went on a mm-hmm. sleepaway camp thing. I had not really enjoyed it that much, to be honest with you. We had like we had our own cabins too, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like if I was with just with my friends, it would have been one mm-hmm. thing. But we were kind of just assigned with random classmates, and you know, we were too young to sneak over. Really, we weren't really into. I, I weirdly I feel know. that I I never did sleepaway camp, um, but no, it's funny. Even the, as extroverted as I am. I, I feel like I was kind of never into sleepovers as a kid because I really liked being in my own bed and like watching <laughs> movies by myself. Like I, I don't know, it was weird. I like sleepovers. I, I, I liked them a lot. I, I, I never really hosted them. I kind of I like just kind of go out yeah. to friends' places and every once I mean, in a while, you know, the parents would be away and uh, that's when this <laughs> stuff would play. happen. Like it's happened with the white belt people here. I think that uh, I mean I, I I shouldn't say I didn't like them, but I feel like they're every now and then if I woke up in the middle of the night or in the morning not in my bed, I would feel sad. Uh, anyway, oh, we don't need wow. to go. Yeah, that's where. No. Yeah, I don't know. Well, are you laying, let, why don't you lay down on your couch and let Doctor Gerber uh, <laughs> suss out what's happening here? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I this is a went. great. P, this is what we call in the business POV. Now we're seeing what's the, the killer scene here. 
And it was done famously in the film Peeping Tom. That might have been the first instance of that. Uh, is Peeping Tom good? Psycho. Yeah, I like Peeping Tom a lot. I'm trying Came to about think. The same year as Psycho, I believe, 1960. Mm. I'm trying to think of things we can say about this movie that we haven't said on the podcast. Well, I feel like this is the good thing about the commentaries are more like, hey, we're hanging out, we're watching it. And if we come up with some random facts that we might maybe forgot or, um, okay, here's something here. This guy gets got here. Okay, have a drink, everybody. I'm sorry. We're already (laughs) drinking this early on in the film. Oh, oof. There's actually a shot on the back of one of the DVD covers of what happens to her. I think you see like a knife up to her neck or something like that. But in the, in the theatrical release and even the uncut version, it just cuts to her freeze frame coming up in a second. Here. Man, this music is so reminiscent of psycho. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, so Harry Manfredini at the same time was scoring a film shot around Blairstown, New Jersey called the children. That's and right. He, talked about that, I remember. he essentially like plagiarizes himself. I don't know which score came first because they happened like right at the same time. This is like how James Horner's score for Aliens is the, the triumphant trailer. part is very much the Wrath of Khan. It's like the same yeah. exact piece of music. Okay, let's come up with some nicknames for Dan real quick here. Um, let's uh, go. Tonto. Uh, about... Dan, Dan Tonto Cafferty. <laughs> Dan Genia Field. Doubt, no, that doesn't work. Uh, Doubt, like Dan Van Dyler. Dan, excuse me, boy, uh, Cafferty. <laughs> Dan Savini. <laughs> <laughs> Just like those. They're Harry Dan Fredini. I, I, I you think can't Han, beat that. Yeah, Harry Dan Fredini. I don't think Harry Dan Fredini is better good. than that. I just realized um, in the future ones, they would have the cast. But in this, I just realized it's. Oh, remember Steve Miner going by Steven here. Um, they just have the crew, they don't have the cast. I never realized that. I never really thought about that before i would say it too to anyone watching this movie the first time and if this is your first time watching it god help you no but if, this is your, you, yeah. if this is your first time watching it um you know enjoy not seeing recycled footage before those credits because that's the last time you'll get that for, you'll never, yeah it'll never happen again <laughs> the, the uh, no you know i take it back i i take it back in five six eight nine ten yeah, most of them actually there are no but they've got like three straight movies where eight no oh yeah well i mean paramount you know dan as you know i think bob evans was probably still around right and he was probably like they gotta be 87 minutes frank <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be 87 okay dan <laughs> let's give away your parents location exactly this is pretty close where they shot this film in hope new jersey so pretty my close parents, to where your actual parents live right my parents uh for about a year and a half have lived in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, which I, I just looked it up is literally a 20 minute drive from Hope, New Jersey. And it's funny because I'm in New Jersey right now in South Jersey. I'm nowhere near here. This would take me two and a half hours to get to, but next time I go to my, Oh, parents, sorry. Yeah, hold on a uh, drink in honor of Mac because he oh, yeah. is talking to the dog here and the dog understands and is reciprocating and drink it in a salute, you know, like raise your glass. Salute, military. Salute. Yeah. I, so, um, you know, another famous, horror classic was shot around Blairstown, New Jersey around the same time. Mother's Day from Troma. Troma, Mother's oh, Day, a very right. interesting film to say the very least. Um, takes some which, interesting turns. Which is funny because Mother's Day, they say they're going into the Pine Barrens. And they're actually not. This is North Jersey, which is very different from South. I'm, I'm in the Pine Barrens right now, right, not in them, but right near them. So it's funny because in Mother's Day, they're actually going into like more of the Poconos area, which is around here. 
point being next time I'm, I see my parents, which will be soon, uh, I need to make a little pilgrimage to the Friday, the 13th locations. Now, is any of this stuff still standing? Probably not. Right. Some, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't think the interiors probably look the same, but I think most of the exteriors from this area are still there. I know Friday the 13th movies.com or Friday the 13th franchise. They have quite a few pictures from at least more recently. Folks, uh, I got some good news. Maybe it was because Annie talked to the dog, but joining us live is Matt Gerber. He's here. Well, well, Could not well. miss out. Could not miss out. Okay, Matt, let me tell you where we are talk. on the movie so you can fast forward. Yeah, what's the uh, runtime? I'm at 8.45 mark right now of Friday 13th. Let me know when you get close. It'll be like 8.51, 8.52, 8.53, 8.54. Everybody, hope everybody's enjoying this live-in-progress production <laughs> oh, of my Friday man, 13th commentary. Ralph. I'm, Ralph. Mark, Mark. I've, I'm at 9.11, You're good. You're four seconds ahead. No I, I, I said it back in the episode. I'll yeah. say it again. Ralph is just such an annoying character. I, I feel uh, like I, uh, just a dick. I'm in with a great old him. coot, classic old coot. <laughs> I, I love mean, he's him. great. That I love great. Him. What kind of, I wonder what kind of bike that is. It can't be comfortable on that, on those roads, right? It's like a hilly area, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, that's like a good down. Look at them. It sort of looks like a Schwinn Suburban. I'm going to find that out. I need to know. I used to have a, I, you know, I rode a Schwinn Suburban around Chicago for quite a long time. The, classic, there. The, the classics i have a 74 i think i love it like because uh like i like the racer style where you're hunched over like i've got a schwinn uh varsity that's like that and i got a peugeot that's like that but i like the more relaxed where you're kind of sitting now, up just wait, i got a question style. for dan dan stanhope new jersey where's that let's well, consult all google it's probably, okay. I mean, I, all these towns up here are so small, you know what I mean? So like yeah. Blair's town. So I, I, I think they're probably all kind of one community. Let's see. Stanhope, New Jersey. I'm assuming that's fine. I'm in, I am in Barnegat light, New Jersey right now. Very, very far South. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's two hours and 14 minutes from here, which means it's probably close to, uh, let me do it from my, my uh, parents' location. Let's see. Got my, uh, Chris, crystal Lake koozie. And oh yeah, great koozies. Mac, got, I think Mac got all the Halloweenies from Crystal Lake koozies. So it looks like Stanhope is about ten minutes east of Hope. So that's all within like a 10, 15 minute radius. Yeah, this um, guy just this guy this guy just left for the day and said I'm going to stop over ten miles away and <laughs> and go to the diner, my my favorite diner. And hey, New Jersey's got great diners. I have a question. Do you think that the nickname Crazy Ralph is associated with him because Annie? calls him crazy in that dialogue is that is that where he got the name um maybe or they call him crazy ralph in no, i don't know if you know this to his ex that's his first name is crazy ralph is his last name oh I'm mr sorry. ralph i presumed should never I, do that i think his first name is craze middle initial is z or zebulon <laughs> and then it's <laughs> crazy you know, like crazy zachariah <laughs> ralph <laughs> oh wow actually according to google his last name is Ralph Neely. I don't know if that comes from. <laughs> well, remember we learned later Ralph. on that Ralph is happily married. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure how happy it could be. Great line right there. You're an American. I, she, I think she's Great happy line. when he takes the old yeah. suburban out for a spin. Watch go on yeah. for a ride. I'm just. I think she's imagine. hoping that that if you if you know some biking away, like that's a pretty steep hill. She's probably hoping he's going to go flip over those handlebars. <laughs> I'm just no trying to imagine him coming home. After freaking out kids, probably smelling like shit, drunk. His <laughs> wife, in the same vest. His wife is somehow cool with that. 
Oh yeah, I've been no, but in my mind, she actually is cooler that like he comes in like that and sits down at the table and they actually have like a really nice relationship. Like, how was your day? No, oh well, you know, saw this kid, she was going out there, you know, she's probably gonna get murdered. <laughs> okay, Ralph. Do you, think, do you all think it's an act? Like he goes home and he like he takes the hat off and he just changes his demeanor immediately. And it's like talks Mr. To his wife, like, like normal. Fooled him again, honey. <laughs> it's like Mr. Rogers. He comes in, he takes the hat off, he sings a little song, puts it's, the puts the uh, cardigan on. Moravian Cemetery, Hope, New Jersey. Uh, and nice. here is, of course, this is an actor. If you look closely, there is an actor. Um, who the person driving the vehicle, if you, oh, sorry, not driving, he's, if he's in the passenger seat, that's Kevin Bacon. Now, I was <laughs> now, watching. Justin, oh, no, and look, like, the Godfather is being his. read. Now, the Godfather, of course, was optioned by Paramount Pictures. Um, by Bob Evans, right? By Bob Evans. And Mario Puzo, who wrote The Godfather, there's no real, I just realized that uh, Superman was Warner Brothers, so there's no tie into Paramount. <laughs> so let's just keep going. Um, I was going to say that uh, I saw Captain Bacon in a pre-Friday the 13th role. I was watching 1980s Hero at Large with John Ritter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's a pretty good flick, and he's a, mm. he harasses John Ritter in front of a movie theater. Mm. I, think, I don't know if that's his first credited role, but you know, it's like yeah, it came out in February of 1980, so it's about... You know, beats Friday the 13th by well, about five months. Shout out to the artwork here because that what a great sign that's been used a thousand times over the last 40 years. Great sign. And here's Steve. I think we didn't we discover that I'm like six years old. This Mike Vanderbilt and I are like five years older than this guy. <laughs> something, something real sobering. Was it? <laughs> it was too much. I, oh I my wear my God. I wear my shorts shorter than. That's very true. I th- one of the most sobering ones. I, I forget why I looked this up. But Alex Jones is not much older than any of us. Was <laughs> oh, that hard so living, rattled, man? You know? It's that hard living. Yeah. We just wake up when you wake every when you wake up every day mad about about some dumb shit. Like that's what it does to you. It Alex ages Jones, you from the outside in. Inside Alex out. Jones is only forty seven. That's wild. <laughs> that's nuts to me. That's depressing. Sixties, yeah, for him very depressing. as well. It's funny because Steve Christie is also the uh, famous football player for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, but not, I apologize. not this he, actor, right? Not this. No, actor. no, no. <laughs> he actually. I was going to say, I was really. Where like, are we going here? No, what I wanted to say is he's he replaced. I believe he replaced the kicker who infamously missed a field goal to win the Bills the Super Bowl. I think he replaced that guy, and it was the Bills kicker for ten years. And of course, was the camp counselor lead in Friday Thirteenth, Ninth Maybe. <laughs> fucking creep. yeah this is so interesting this guy is ready to go he's building the camp and he's got all his counselors (laughs) he's ready to to put him up on a pedestal peter brower are you ready for this news appreciative of art going on 34 in this movie (laughs) how's everybody feeling right now he's 33 yeah 33 going on 34 right now in this movie i I don't i don't buy it I mean, I pretty am good. Eight years old. I am eight years older than this man. Mm. I th- I mean, that makes me feel kind of good because I'm 37, and I feel like he looks older than me here. So, so oh, well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm 38, Dan. So what do you Vanderbilt? <laughs> Did you know Vanderbilt? You and I, Vanderbilt. If I say Vanderbilt one more time, people are going to turn this off. <laughs> we are older Jesus. than all of the Rolling Stones. Save, <laughs> save, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Wyman and the Start Me Up video. 
Oh, I thought you were just going to say period. Oh, like, yeah, we're all right, right now. now. 82, right now. Yeah. Troy uh, Watts is older than me. Yeah, you know, here's a fun bit of trivia about Peter Brower. Uh, when he's not acting, he's an auctioneer. Hmm. All right, uh, one uh, going on ten dollars. Okay, um, <laughs> 10, 20, 30. Do I hear forty? Do I hear forty-five? He's a very measured Do I hear auctioneer. 50? <laughs> very calm. Adrian King, of course, has a very fun. We we still haven't done this. We talked about this last year, getting some of her wine, the Camp Crystal. <laughs> you know, I was looking wine. into it. They they are back on the market. I think for a while they took a break because of COVID, mm. but I think it's back. So I think we should celebrate. I think y'all should be looking forward to something in October. Oh, Max, Maggie, we're gonna have to hold you to that on record. And it turns into like a thousand dollars a bottle. <laughs> I'm over here like trying to like do oh, all these calculations. <laughs> I did. Just, I mean, at, connecting to the uh, Godfather, I did actually have some of Francis Ford Coppola's wine uh, a few months ago. Yeah, it's an orange wine. Very good. For real. Oh, it was an orange wine. Did somebody yeah. die after? What happened? Uh, <laughs> oh, a little. Yeah. It's, oh, I didn't even think about that actually. Yeah. No, it was. It was for. An, uh, I had to interview someone who worked there, and she at the winery, and she was like, "Do you want a bottle of wine?" I was like, "Do I want a bottle of wine?" <laughs> Do I? Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, please. It was uh, Gia, his granddaughter's wine, and very good. Never had an orange wine before. Gia no, Coppola just directed a, a movie. She did. Yeah. Andrew Garfield I'm, and. Maya Hawk, I think is in it. Hey man, I, I like the Coppola dynasty. I know, I know, not every movie he has is perfect, but uh, interesting family, great films. He's we'll way up there for say. me. Don't worry, no apologies necessary. I've still never seen the conversation. So, oh, really good. You got to see the conversation. Yeah, yeah. The you got to like see the conversation. Good, yeah. What's better, Friday the Thirteenth or the conversation? Conversation. I do have oh. the conversation ahead of. Come on now, Dan. Don't don't do those questions. <laughs> do I also have the conversation ahead of the Irishman. <laughs> Oh, we'll this is watching. where it's rolled. Yeah, we, we, we're talking about Friday 13th. We can do the joke again if we're talking this about Friday 13th. Is, we this is where it all started. Oh, no, it was changed. on that episode. Yeah. It's Wait, it was on the first episode? Yeah. Was yeah. it the first episode? Wow. Yeah. But um, something that should be pointed entered. out is that Harry Crosby, uh, the, the young man in the suspenders here, his name for some reason in the movie escapes me, is Bing Crosby's son. No oh, joke. Really? So yeah. you know that you know he knows how to take a beating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just gonna say, I'm like, I heard Bing Crosby was not the best parent. Well, <laughs> whenever well, Cros- so no, when people- allegedly, allegedly, of course, Bing Crosby, of course, was in White Christmas, Friday Thirteenth, inspired by Black Christmas. Yeah, hey, there you go. Whenever yeah. somebody would talk on the subject of Christmas music, uh, people like, uh, what's your what's your favorite version of White Christmas? I say, well, I like the Drifters version uh, better than. Uh, Bing Crosby's because just a little more rock beat, it's a little more cool. And I'm guessing the Drifters didn't beat the shit out of their kids. <laughs> like, that's the tiebreaker. But did we they didn't. Did, they beat didn't the Drifters do it with him though? Eventually, they right? may have. I think. I think the version they, I know is. Did they then beat, I beat the, I think they beat, they beat the shit out of them. With him? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a, that was a precursor to, of course, Run DMC and Aerosmith teaming up for Walk oh, This yeah. Way. So I think that's pretty cool. Wait, a moment of silence um, mm. for a mistake. This is why you don't hitchhike, folks. That's why there's less, uh, once they made hitchhiking illegal, there were less unsolved murders. A lot of it was due to hitchhiking. You know, I always wanted a Jeep Wrangler, though. I always wanted a Wrangler. <laughs> you know, I was mad. I had, my first car was an 87 Ford Escort, and it could have been a uh, Jeep Wrangler. My parents were like, I guess when, because I ended up getting my dad's car, that was the Escort. And when they bought the Escort a couple of years prior, they were debating between that and a Jeep. And I was always pissed. <laughs> but it was my, uh, we, have a friend, we have a friend in Chicago that I think our friend, Nelson had something very similar to a Jeep Wrangler. 
He did, yes. Yeah. It looked a lot like that. I, I also had an escort for my first car. It wasn't 87, it was 90 something, but yeah. Now this well, is this still, is what I, you I call a Jeep Strangler. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey. I mean throat cutter, but you know you what I mean. that down. She's probably uh, wearing Wrangler jeans uh, too, you know. I still haven't <laughs> purchased my first car yet, so it could still very well be a Jeep Wrangler. We uh, Hold we, we're holding out. We purchased our first car. It's all paid off now. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, 2014 Ford Focus. I'm looking at it right now in the driveway. <laughs> now, Dan, is longing, this a gas guzzler? to be in it on the road. Um, I don't know. I, it's probably not great. I mean, it's not like a hybrid or an electric, but the Ford Focus isn't. It's good. It gets good mileage. I, I'll put it this way. You're like, like, it gets 10 miles a gallon. <laughs> I drove a moving truck from Atlanta to New Jersey and... I, I had to like refill that thing all the time. So that, and mo- much more well, so than my well, Ford Escort. So I think what, that Dan, was guess like. Speaking of moving, Annie will not be moving very much in a couple minutes. <laughs> well, you know let, me ask, let me ask you all a question. Oof. If you're in a car with, and we can spoil this, right? Because people have already I was, seen this. I would pray God so, yes. seen this. If you're in a car with, with Mrs. Voorhees mm. and <laughs> she starts driving fast like that, do you really think your life's in danger where you would, where, that quickly you would jump out of a moving vehicle? If, mm. if maybe she had pulled out the knife while in the car. Yeah, because we don't you know, know what she's done yet. But it's like, I get, you have to assume that happens, right? Because I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be scared of her. I'd beat her like when Bing Crosby's. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, by the way, this is not Betsy Palmer running around. This is, uh, I think we determined this was one of the, yeah, I want to stop people. Yeah, I think you're right. There's Bing Crosby, actually. There's Bing Crosby. It was, it was, Bing, it was but it was the Bing Crosby parrot from the old Warner Brothers cartoons. <laughs> Wasn't it a parrot? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I know you're talking about. I, 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 know what you're talking about. I always yeah. remember on um, do you guys remember that show Tasmania that was about the Tasmanian devil and his family? Was on yeah. the I, and the, it was really funny. And the dad was supposed to be like Bing Crosby. So he would, he would always say, uh, you know, blah, blah, oh, yeah, blah, yeah. Yeah. Schmackety. It was pretty, a pretty funny bit. Oh, here, yeah. hold on. This is the uncut version where I'm watching. I think you guys are watching it too. So watch this. It's going to be yeah, a little longer. Right. Oh Check yeah, this there out. it is. Ugh, hangs there a little longer. Slightly more blood. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Savini. And now it goes uh, to fade white. the white, fade the white. It is Finish weird after drink. watching this movie so many times for, you know, it was like 20 years. And all of a sudden your eyes just aren't used to that cut you know, it's weird. just just to update you guys that was not Bing crosby he died three years before this movie That's came out so. uh, well maybe it was his ghost <laughs> yeah. um now i i went ghost to a crosby? camp situation like this where i was on a raft like that right and this was not the raft but by the time we got out to the to the you know about 20 30 feet out all of these little spiders just just came gross. out, just came, just, just started covering the thing. And we jumped into the water to get away. And then we, when we came out of the water, they were like treading the top of the water. Ooh. Like we Man. couldn't get away from this. <laughs> well, no, it, have you ever seen uh, during crazy? Have you ever seen during floods when colonies of fire ants will gather and float on the water? Well, it actually yeah. does look like the yeah. rats a lot. Ooh, that freaks me out. I did not know this. I was going to joke about Denise Crosby being related to Bing Crosby, but she is. That's his niece. Yeah. They're, are they half siblings or what's the uh, relation again? Or, so she's his granddaughter. Sorry, Denise Crosby. Denise Crosby, again. of course, is in Pet Cemetery and Star Trek The Next Generation. 
she plays what Sasha Yar is that her name? Sasha Yar. Yeah. When I uh, went out on the first season. No, it's funny when okay. I, I didn't. By the, she went. She, she got killed by the. Came, uh, but she came back. The ooze monster. The, the ooze from monster. the. It was the ooze from a uh, creep show too, I believe. Yeah, it, it, honestly, actually it does really look was. like that. <laughs> no, no, what's funny is that I didn't watch Star Trek religiously when I was a kid, but I would catch episodes here and there if parents mm-hmm. or uncles were watching it, and that was one of the only episodes I remember seeing was that weird, randomly kill her off episode with the slime monster. I'll it's tell like you the what, first I season watched... finale, I think. It's close. I watched all seven seasons last year during during the, the old COVID, and I gotta it? say, oh no, yeah, I loved it. But that is jarring because so there are so many times that someone will get like blasted by a phaser or whatever it is, and then the next episode everyone's fine, you know? Yeah. And so when, when, when uh... all of a sudden she doesn't come back, you're you're just like, wait. <laughs> what I, like they are I, going through with this like it's crazy i think you mean that it's really yarring yarring it's yarring, oh, it's yarring yeah. yeah thank you yeah, thank you. you coined two things today <laughs> <laughs> i guess I, wait, I mean was she like a fan favorite character or, or was was it a big deal i was think she... what happened was they just weren't doing enough with her character yeah. and she was like what's going on um she ended up leaving the show but then she ended up coming back a ton they found really interesting ways to bring her back and kind of made amends with the the the, the folks running the show and everything i can't i don't know exactly what happened but i just think that they weren't doing enough with her character and she kind of was like no nah, i'm not not i'm not down with this but i don't think she ever really wanted to leave the show okay folks we're about to see a snake so Trigger warning here. There's going to be a snake. And a, a real snake. I don't, too. No, I, I, I'm, I think I've told you guys I'm creeped the fuck out by snakes. I hate don't snakes like with all my life. Oh, really? Not, not they, like, get them out of that here. That is a hard limit. Like, you go to a, you know, you know, I tend to like girls who are into weird stuff, and then they always have some fucking pet snake in the house. <laughs> we, got the, we got the Jones boys on the... <laughs> that is a hard <laughs> limit, man. Because then they're like, you know, well, what if I put a blanket over and go, well, then I don't know if it's in the, the cage anymore actually you know it's funny bill is using the same machete he would use to fend off his father from being... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. yeah cut down these jokes i think i think i, I was trying to get, get, i, I wasn't gonna do no I, I more but it. I Justin, that, that that wins i maybe we can just go well, out with that these one. are all allegations and, I, and and i've to be fair i remember we were doing research on this and harry crosby seemed to get along with his father so maybe he had issues with his other children you know. Justin, you know, back, Justin's like, don't, don't say anything definitive either way Let's yeah. just you know, look, back then some kids needed to get beat and <laughs> justin's oh, like justin's um, again, like and, uh, uh, mike vanderbilt only speaks for himself on this podcast justin's like and to be fair i really like his music yeah <laughs> the views of was it the views of justin gerber do not i do i i do love uh bing crosby narrating um the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Sure. Yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. I'm not afraid. I like snakes a lot. Hey, didn't didn't Bing Crosby do um, your main one, Mr. Grinch, too? Yikes! No, that no, who that was was the vo- voice of uh, Tony the Tiger. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, geez, yeah. that, that snake is really getting killed. By the way, oh yeah, they did actually kill that one snake, less huh? one less snake that. in the world. Yeah. Who is the voice that's of Tony the Tiger? Yeah, that's who does mean one, Mr. Grinch. Though. Is it Tony uh, Randall? <laughs> no, no, Tony Tiger. I'll tell you what, though, folks. Tony Randall was a true Tony the Tiger in real life. You want to talk about a? I think he uh, was married to somebody like fifty years his junior or something like that. Whoa. Yes, he was. I was just. Was it him. also a tiger? <laughs> Did he say he was a, a mean, a mean Tony the Tiger in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what they call him, Tony the Tiger. Oh, this is it was great. it was uh, this is a great bit here. <laughs> it was Don Don something. Uh, Don Knotts from Don, Andy Griffith. Don Knotts, you know, Don Knotts had a hot wife too. He did. They all did. No, no, sorry, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, that, he did the voices. I'm pretty sure he's the voice. All right, I want to say something about this actor here, who is giving it his all. I always appreciated this performance. He's making the most of a very small part. It's Robert Patrick, right? Robert Patrick from Terminator 2, yeah. <laughs> good bit here. Good bits. Yeah, he's good. Of course, uh, I think this was, wasn't this a controversial addition? No joke, because I think they wanted to really make it like those kids were all by themselves, but yes. now there's like Ralph is out there, or the cops out there. It's kind of like they're all around the corner. So. I do like the uh, the baseball tee. Big fan of the Raglan top. And, uh, I love a good baseball tee. This guy, by the way, was 26 years old in this film. Probably that. He probably was. <laughs> I don't, I, I he looks like research. dad, Justin. Who? Ted. Dorf? A young dad. <clears throat> this guy? Ted. Oh, you mean Ted? Yeah, I can see that does look like my, my dad right there. Yeah. Or is it Ned in this? That's Ned. Oh, Ned, Ted's I'm in the second one. Ted's no, the second one. Ted's yeah. the second but, one. No, yeah. Ned, Teddy Ned, is, in the, is in the fourth one to make yeah, things even Neddy. more confusing. Ned. Great stuff here. Everybody's remember we also talked about this. Everybody, even the nerds, are like extremely attractive, you know, like <laughs> in the r- ridiculous shape. Yeah, God forbid we've got normal human beings in movies, <laughs> but they still like I don't know, and I I don't know if they, we've talked about this on the show before. I love the cast. I still love this. The kids, this crew, kids, grown ups, gr- adults, young adults in this movie look more real to me than anything past like 1990 when they oh, cast. Yeah. Well, there's like a natural kids. You can call it amateur. I call it just natural performances from these, these folks. Like they're hot, but they're not like, you know, CW unattainable. Hot. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I feel like th- this is one of those films that's early enough where people aren't trying to necessarily emulate 10,000 other films like this and, sure. the, and the kids like in that group. So everyone's kind of really just being themselves. I feel instead of trying to like, I'm the jock. I'm the nerd. I'm the, you know what I mean? Like everybody's a little bit of everything in this. Yeah. I think we talked about in the episode, how n- they actually don't fall into their stereotypes, which is a good thing. Can you, can you picture him sitting at the kitchen table table tonight? Just laughing. <laughs> you are never going to believe what I did. I was, uh, he's, I, he's like, honey, I was in the, I was in the, the, the soup cabinet for three hours waiting for him to show up. But I it was so perfect like... when she did. I'll tell you. Okay, I just feel Ralph. like if I if I was one of these kids, I would be like, "You are rude, old bastard! Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! You're not funny." Yeah, you know what is funny though? Watching Dan in situations like that because he he gets really upset. <laughs> and well, when, I, when you are when, when scary Dan, when you're wait, are you talking about when like Dan hides in the soup closet? Does this happen? No, no. When I get pranked, Dan when I get in pranked. college, Dan used to hide in our soup closet. <laughs> Well, Matt, you should tell a story because every every apartment <laughs> complex or dorm at Florida State had a soup closet. Every everyone had a soup closet, <laughs> and everyone had had an old an old crazy Dan. Well, I mean, yeah. people in suites they would share the showers and soup closets. That's the, what was the going novel. On. Um, we were lucky enough where Dan haunted us here, to, uh, followed us here to Chicago. It was one of those, those, the haunting attaches to the person kind of situation. Want some Campbell's? <laughs> Minestrone? Hey, anybody? I was uh, I was born in Camden, New Jersey, which is where Campbell's the Campbell Soup Factory was. So I've got a lot of connections to soup. 
Well, listen, I don't want to always... go off topic by going on topic, but the music there is really good when he's bike, bicycling <laughs> yeah, away. Sure. I can't find out what kind of bike it is. The novel describes it as a 1950s era bicycle. That's all I can no, They really narrowed it down by a decade. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometime in the some first research. part of the century. It'd be fun she opened up the closet again and there, he was back in there. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, you're all doomed. You're cursed. You're doomed. Did you see there's a great picture that Adrian King took? Um, I think she was at a horror convention and she ran into Kevin Bacon and she took a picture with him. And they hadn't seen each other in like 40 years. We see it. He was, was at, at the... a horror convention. I think he was either at the horror convention or maybe they were just staying at the same hotel. And... The same hotel, maybe. I think he was the. Uh... That City by the Sea show. I think it was the Stuart Beckos oh. uh, Shop Factory really, DVD release. <laughs> <laughs> the tent, celebrating the tent, 22 right? years. 22 years. So, <laughs> celebrating 19 years of Stuart That's a good movie. I like Stuart Beckos. Yeah. I, I like the first half I, a lot. And then I can't a Chicago film. A Chicago film. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I, I, I should rewatch it now, but I've lived in Chicago for a while. Or I had lived. Yeah, if, if, you know, if you watch closely, the ghost is wearing a, a Cubs hat the entire time. Do you think this, the dude in the middle looks like a hunky Ted Cruz kind of? Like a little yeah, bit. He looks like a like kind of a vision. younger gentler Ben Crosby <laughs> you know great look uh, at these great look at this great look at this, these shots this is great gentler. Yeah, bacon <laughs> bacon has never talked about returning to Friday the 13th but he's gone on and done a bunch of horror-esque movies so you know he has definitely started to that. re-embrace it I remember yeah. he did that commercial a couple years ago where oh he, you're right he yeah. was um his character with the, the arrow through his throat I'll I think it's for direct you, TV or something. I like mean, that. between he was in Flatliners, right? Not a horror movie, but like a sure. genre movie. Sterbeckos, Trimmers, Trimmers. I mean, Hollow he's done. Well, was it, Hollow well, you can, do you consider uh, Kevin Bacon an A-lister? You know what he he's like the ultimate B pluser. Yeah, I, I think that's a good because he's not a character actor. He's no. got character actor looks though. He's a, you think. know what though he's he's definitely you know it's he's kind of like a. I hate to keep like lessening him, but I feel like it's the same thing with Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt's actually a great character actor, but he's just like one of the most that. attractive he, people that ever walked the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard for him just to kind of blend in, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you don't think around the time of like Footloose, he was a. I don't oh, think so. In the eighties, he was a actually having a baby yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't think any of those movies are really have resonate. Like maybe for us, Footloose has, but I feel like that was just him on the way up. Maybe. I think in the mid '80s, he was pretty as close as he was going to get to being an a an A list actor. Because then he did like you know she's but having a baby and he said like, she said and Quicksilver and you know. you know what was it a he was in Sleepers right and yes, there was a was. bunch was of movies yeah, that was yeah, like that was around then yeah but that was the '90s early '90s right Apollo was like 96, 97. Apollo thirteen that's like a big right he was having a big like resurgence around that time I felt. But he was the never 90s. the main character, though. He really, he, I don't think, right? Because Apollo 13, he's, he's not the main character. Sleepers yeah. is definitely not the main character. I'm trying to think of the last like starring vehicle he had. Movie what was, was it the really? One, it may have been. What was the what was the the uh, look how excited Alcatraz? Dead Man Walking? No, that, that was him? or is that Sean Penn? That's Sean, Sean Penn. Penn. No, and, my and God. Murder, murder in the first. Murder, murder in the first. In the first a very, like, actually, right? in my opinion, a very, the, the direction of that movie is so awful. And it's so showy. Is I don't think the guy really worked right? much again. It's the guy who directed Dream a Little Dream, I think. He was really trying to like show out he was a serious director. I was like, brother, you got to go back to the Corys. 
This ain't gonna happen. Was that a Kiefer Sutherlanders in that right? No, it was Christian Slater and Christian Slater as, as the lawyer. Oh, I'm Every, everybody was really liners. going for an Oscar. Everybody's yeah. going for an Oscar. No good. I never saw Flatliners. That's with that's with Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, I'm surprised y'all haven't seen Flatliners. Is that just like a also a Chicago film? Yeah, pretty solid flick. Great. Cast. Joel Schumacher. Stylish as all get out. My favorite, in- my favorite Flatliners bit, is, of course, is in Never Stop. Never was it movie the pop star movie with um oh never stop never stop never stop never stop yeah whatever it is and and uh, Bill Hader's like he's a roadie but he goes you know in my free time I like to free (laughs) I like to uh, (laughs) like the flatline and he starts talking about the movie Flatliners and how he likes to get killed and then be shot back to life. (laughs) I'm thinking of he had this great run, but you're right, Dan. He was it was all like side characters. Was JFK, Few Good Men, River Wild. Paul 13 did yeah. the voice of Balto. Well, that's Balto, why hey, Balto's that's, a starring vehicle. <laughs> that's why it was six degrees of Kevin Bacon because he worked with so many great just, people. He had a great career. About just about I mean, in River career. Wild, he's the main antagonist, right? Yeah, I, I think he's quite good in True. He's really good. He's that. a great actor. I've never watched the movie and said it's too bad Kevin Bacon was in it. Yeah, he's excellent. He's great. Yeah. Great career. Great. great. You know what? A very positive, funny Instagram presence as well, yeah. I will say. Seems like great. a funny dude. Loves his wife, feels like. Folks, we're going to have to take a shot here, I think, because this is the only sex you're going to get in this movie. Some people are thrilled. Some people are upset. Of course, it's with Kevin Bacon. I'll just be along for the ride because I don't know what the rules are. But Oh, Mac, we forgot to tell you. Okay. Um, After every death, which hasn't been a death in a while, by the way, every Uh, death is a finish you drink, right? Okay. Okay. And then every shot was here. The only sex scene that you're going to get. Um, topless. And... We changed it to topless, I think. No, wait. Right. I'm sorry. Finish your drink was when Jason shows up, but the deaths were just take a drink, right? <laughs> Finish your drink when Jason shows up. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. Oh, Mac, we also did a, a pour out. I don't know if I told you uh, when Annie's talking to the dog, which is right before you actually appeared on this mm. episode. There was also a drink in salute. Well, I'll take another drink just to catch up. Why not? Has anybody ever played? Oh, you listen. If you listen closely, he's actually playing "White Christmas" on the guitar. Um, has anybody ever played Monopoly? Because I haven't. I, I, now I'm picturing him not. smashing that guitar over the head of Bing Crosby, like, oh, honky, my like, God. like the honky tonk man or some shit. Oh. Now, Justin, I, when I came on earlier, before I didn't realize you were going to announce me, I was just going to start saying, you know, hey, what what are y'all doing out here in the rain? Oh, I blew it. But uh, it's okay. It's it's quite all right. Let's just do it now, Mac. Let's all be quiet for a couple seconds, and then Mac, you just okay, burst okay, in. Ready? Sure. Okay, let's, let's try it out. Let's try it in property. Here we go. Okay, go. Hey, what are you boys all doing out here in the rain? You Mac, it's bad. Mac, what are you doing here? Oh, Mac, God, Mac, welcome. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the episode. Um, that's a bit. And now we're back. Uh, I've never played strip Monopoly. I've never played strip poker, but I have Thanks. stripped in general. I think Strip Twister would be the one that you really want to play, right? Well, I think that could be lead to a lot. Of that could be stuff. problematic unless everybody's everything's really everybody's ready to go. I'll tell you what, Vanderbilt. If Steve Christie was there, he probably would have suggested it to these. <laughs> he was already people. halfway. He was already halfway there. He's like okay, more than halfway uh, there with them fucking shorts. He's like folks, they call me Steve Twisty. I hate to tell you, folks, you're gonna have to drink a couple times here because obviously there's some sex happening here. Maybe some rib sex. I can't tell where he's entering here. 
Um, but um, we're also going to get a little uh, death shot coming up here of, of poor Nettie. One of the one of the best uh, reveals, I think. Great reveal, yeah. Because you know they hadn't really come up with the with the rules for slasher flicks. You know, I feel like oh, I love absolutely. a slasher flick where they don't you you just don't expect it. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we, we're not just going to show you the kill. We're not going to show this or that. We're just going to show you the body, and you're mm-hmm. just left to figure out what happened. It's pretty clear what happened there, though. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clear. Oh, God. So do you yeah. guys think it was Jason or Mrs. Voorhees that did that? <laughs> oh, I think it was the like a Reddit thread. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe it was Mrs. Ralph. Maybe it was Ralph. No, Ralph. Just, <laughs> you know, staging things early. Although, wait, in one of the later movies, don't they say... Oh, Jason. How they explain it? Oh, Jason well, they was say, like in the woods. He they the say Jason was watching the whole thing. Oh, yeah. No, I think they just said that he watched his mother get killed. I don't know if he was like literally hanging out watching Marcy and Jack have sex or anything like that. I like to think that he was hanging around most of the cabins. I like to think he was watching people. <laughs> have sex. You know, he was in the soup closet too, stealing some soup. <laughs> well, in Jason's, soup, soup head, in Jason's mind, he was like, well, they're fixing up my home. Maybe I should let them do this for a while and then we'll attack. Because <laughs> that, uh, that, that storm drain needed to be fixed. If only we saw Kevin's bacon right here. You know what I'm saying, fellas? Hey, hell yeah. Oh, the Hank. Have you, watch- ever, see, have you ever seen Kevin? Is that, okay, yes. I, oh, yeah. I thought we did, yeah. I think everyone in this movie is pretty attractive. Even the dog oh, in the beginning. Beautiful dog. Great the dog. What about Jason? Jason's a hunk too. Um, <laughs> I think Jason is a beautiful soul, Dan. <laughs> and I think we need to recognize that. I think I named, Look at these uh, old Budweiser bottles. Ah, the ponies, like yeah. the old, like the the. You can red get stripe. It's like red it's funny. We red talked stri- about this recently. What was that? Were you on that Vanderbilt where we were like, "Oh, that's red stripe, isn't it?" No, I don't remember the red stripe uh, mm. conversation. But the Coors oh, oh, banquet was, comes uh, in bottles like that too different movie we were watching oh you know why because they kind of brought him back in cobra kai they, yeah he's drinking mm-hmm. those yeah. old coors select i remember models. getting some red stripe in college i like red stripe good the only problem is you'd have to dare people to go into the soup closet to get, <laughs> to get it for fear mm-hmm. of dan <laughs> i'm imagining dan now with like that gross dress shirt and the vest and the hat <laughs> i think i had not that version of it, but I think when in eighth grade, I probably had like a Mossmo hat like that or something, you know, like the, the fisherman's hat. Oh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that, yeah. especially you probably, probably when you went to that? see Limp Biscuit, probably when you had that fucking hat on. What, what is the book that <laughs> she's reading? That guys? Stupid genie beard. Is it Prince of Foxes? Is that what it is? Oh, the genie beard. Oh, I was, trying, I was trying to look at that, Justin. I could Ooh, not see this it, effect so. still gets me. Love it, but here's a here's another shot of it. Ugh. Yeah, that was pretty brutal this time around. The other angle was not in the original version. Hmm. I prefer the theatrical cuts of these, by the way. I mean, they're gross enough. I, I don't know. <laughs> need... I don't know. They're, they're, there's like <laughs> they went too far on it for like two more seconds. I'm I'm you know. No, I'm all for it. Like that's part of the thrill of this movie. That's what makes this movie good. Yeah. I, mean, no, I like the original shot of it just going through his neck. I feel like when you cut the other shot. 
it's a little, it looks a little faker to me. That's the issue. I, mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I, I do like the linger. It's part of the we thrill. Deserve it. We, we, we've lived with this movie for so long. It's ready for the, I'm ready for the uncut. Well, my biggest thrill is watching the Friday 13th part two deleted scenes. That was wild. I really yeah. thought they were going to throw the eyes opening at the end. I know. I, I know. really I thought they were going to like, just fucking get everybody. Dan, did you ever see those? The deleted scenes, the, the extended cuts. Wait, which of, of part two, part two. No, I actually had it. I got sent it to you. Yeah. They, oh, they're, they, they, they actually show the spear VH. going through and everything. Yeah. Found them oh, a little DHS man. that they had to like uh, put in a microwave or something to to get it running. Like so, it's, no a, it's a wild process. Yeah, man. Part two, part two actually. You know where be... they found it? They found it in an old soup closet. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. They find stuff all the time. Stuff is never truly lost. I feel like I... everything will eventually be found. But the but tape wasn't... was broken because he cracked it. Uh, Bing Crosby cracked it over oh, his God. son's head. <laughs> He right. came back from the dead just to crack it over. Say, hey, 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 you, <laughs> you know, just oh, as hey, often, Harry, good you've job. Been you've been oh, hold, hold on, just as often as they find, you know, missing Doctor Who episodes in in India, yeah. you know, in like a basement somewhere. Uh, every once in a while, they do find uh, more deleted scenes from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Well, I'm hearing that they found they finally found like an actual cut, not just a bad VHS cut. From the new blood, they found it um, at a, a deserted military base in Antarctica. <laughs> it was frozen in time. I think part two is the mm. scariest one of the series for me. So I would like to see those scenes. Uh, I, I think the first second, one's the scariest. Yeah, I think the but first. I, one, I think first and second one are kind of. There's such. There's so much like. Yeah. I don't want to say an exact remake, but very much follow the same. Two has my favorite shot of the series. No, I know you talking about where you're yeah. chasing oh, her through the window. Yeah. Through, the, through the window, yeah, it's still my favorite. Yeah. by far my favorite it's shot of the series. So. That's a great. It's a Steve shot. Miner joint. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, Miner man. Steve Miner knows a, how to play with the periphery very well. I think no. it's a minorism. Speaking minorism. of scary, it's a minor this, work. This right here. This is a great shot with the um, with the light swinging, or or no, it's the uh, shower her hand curtain, in a second. Right? Yeah, her hand whatever, comes out. Whatever it is here, I just remember being really creeped out when I first watched this. We actually might have missed the hand coming out when I was making those. We were making those great jokes for a while. But it's after <laughs> after she leaves. I think it's just kind of a shot left on the shower curtain, and something moves. Or I don't know. It's creepy. Man, she's. I think she. I don't know. I think I named Adrian King the Stone Cold Fox on the episode, but man. Everybody's it's, it's it's a tie. Know. It's like a six-way tie in this movie. I know because I really like uh what's the name of the, the chick who's running the uh strip monopoly game? Well, there's Marcy. This is Marcy, Bill, um Nettie, Steve, Alice, Annie. And the other one. Oh god, I always forget her name, but here we go. Ooh. Oh my God! Lingers, yeah. see, that lingers a little longer there too. I think. Great. Uh, great. Look at that. I love the, the lamp flying around. And it just kind of stops. Good stuff. You're thinking of Brenda. 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 There she is. There she Speaking is. of devil. Taking off her her ringer tea. This is the contract where they're like, I can't go any further. Adrian King was like, I have a contract. I cannot take the shirt off. So of course the door swings open when she's about to take her shirt off. Looks aside, I think Brenda is probably the one that everybody gets along with really well. She just seems like that kind of personality. No, seriously, like she's just like that kind of cool, 
You just want to be hanging out in the same room with that person kind of the yeah. vibe. Yeah. Anybody who suggests strip monopoly, like knows how to have a good time. <laughs> She's there for the party. Oh, well. I love these garish green and yellow. <laughs> Where does one, to. whenever I see like a slicker like that, I immediately think of Friday the 13th movies because they're if, kind of present in a, a handful of them. If it's red though, I think of uh, don't look now. Don't look now. Yes, sir. Nicholas Rogue. I've, I've, I've secretly wanted a, a slicker like that, right? Like Same. When, when do you wear that? You know, like, well, when is it like, torrential downfall where you can wear that and get away with it? Where you have it. Like you have it. Like, oh, here, let me put on my slicker. I guess when you're camping. You know, you know what's weird, I, I guys? Guess when you're when camping, I think of yeah. this movie, no joke, the first thing my mind goes to is this diner scene. I'm not joking. Well, I don't such, know why that is. I'll, I'll tell you why. It's an it's anomaly deep. in the film and in the series where you are you get away from camp crystal lake because i think they're actually in this diner longer than they're in new york in part eight <laughs> you know it says blair's stone diner blair's no blair's town blair's town, <laughs> blair's town diner. Blair, the blair witch diner mm. blair stone he's my favorite musician or uh, magician fun fact <laughs> this actor who's playing the waitress is younger than <laughs> And the uh, song that's playing is a uh, li- version of the end of the love theme from Friday the 13th. Yes, the, I love you called the love theme. <laughs> that music is so good at the end of this movie. Oh, oh I love it. Yeah. There's a great yellow. Yeah, fly, away little, fly away, little sparrow, I believe. Yes. Fly away, little sparrow. It's a good tune. Yeah. I like that tune. I remember doing oh. notes for this episode and. They've got like the extended version of the the end credits music and like the drums kick in, you know? It's just so good. <laughs> I love it. Too good. And we also talked about how, Sail away time how Steve also has a, a Jeep Wrangler. So we're thinking maybe it was Maybe Steve. he's the killer. Which would be weird because he like he's like, hey, what have you been doing, Steve? Oh, I just killed one of my counselors in their bathroom. <laughs> Drove up here. <laughs> had a snack, had a piece of pie. Had a snack. Don't you just love to have a piece of pie after killing a counselor? Mm. Yeah, they're in they're in the back of my trailer. I've got to drop them off on the way home. It really does look like the same car, too. Yeah, I know it's impossible to think of this nowadays. If you had seen the movie way back in the day before you knew who the killer was, do you think you would have realistically thought it was any of the counselors? Yes. Yeah. I no, no. I you it would have been between Crazy Ralph and Steve, Steve Christie. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I think like in this era of this kind of movie, they still incorporated the whodunit aspect, which yeah. you don't see a lot in slashers after uh, maybe throughout the late eighties where it was all franchise stuff and more supernatural based. Yeah. I agree. Where the yeah, killer really, became in Friday 13th, the you only get vision. the whodunit in, in this one and in part five. Right. I have an interesting uh, proposition for those who want to continue the franchise. Just back there when Steve was driving, it said Camp Crystal Lake, 12 miles, Tomahawk Lake, 25 miles. Yeah, I saw like that. that. Why don't we get a Tomahawk Lake film mm. and have it be some other killer, right? It's loosely tied. They were, they were I thought you were oh, there's the, the hand. There's oh, there's the hand. hand. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. That's the Criterion cover right there, by the way. I just forgot. Uh-oh. Vanderbilt. Uh-oh. There we uh, go. Challenge accepted, Vanderbilt. Later on, don't forget. 
I mean, I think it's Annie talking to the dog, but whatever. <laughs> Annie talking to the dog. No, it's you know what it is? It's that it's a shot of Marcy grabbing Jack's ass. That's the criterion. <laughs> That's the box set. <laughs> I do I like the post green. That on Instagram. I like I gotta that. say, I like the green slicker. I am into the green slicker. That's pretty cool. Anything I think, green. I that think color we should green. all just let's just make the purchase. Let's just all get slickers <laughs> this year. By the end Green, of this year, yellow, red. You could probably get like a set. Sail away. I'm gonna throw that out there. They'll look. I like how the lamps as, still uh, swing. By the way, ha- Halloweenies merchandise. We'll, we'll get some slickers with, with the, the logo emblazoned on the back. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the thick people would be down for that. It'd be a good look. Especially for November when uh, it tends to rain a lot here in Chicago. November rain. And this is a slasher too. Mm. <laughs> oh. I wonder if they're drinking Duff beer earlier in that scene. The Monopoly. I don't know, but it's, it's coming down in buckets. Wow, Mac with a with a more modern Ots version <laughs> of Guns N' Roses joke. <laughs> Buckethead for all you for all you heads out there. Buckethead. Um, funny enough, Justin and I had tickets to see Guns N' Roses right. um, during the COVID era, and they pushed back the concert at Wrigley Field. And I was under the impression that we were just seeing Axel and and Buckethead and Co. Matt's so out of the loop. They like, like five that, years ago. At that that they were going to be. It was the Justin after Chinese democracy. I don't think I was. I, my finger was not on the pulse of Guns N' Roses for a while. Well, I I was all. I would not. Have, I, heard, I would not uh, bought tickets if Slash and Duff weren't there. I heard that reunion show was good. Yeah, I'm looking, really yeah. looking forward well, to it. Well, you know. Wait, but they they already all reunited. A few years ago, right? Some, but Mac didn't know. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was not aware. I thought you Mac, guys. What's funny, Mac? Is if what if we just went and you never brought that up to me, you would have lost your mind. Well, you I would have. I just thought we were seeing whatever incarnation. I didn't know that they were all back. I just thought oh, we were yeah. seeing whatever incarnation of Guns and Roses that was out there, and I was like, hey, yeah, it'd be cool to just see. Is he straddling in general? You know, but is he uh, straddling's not back though, right? No, and Stephen Adler, as we've. As we've discussed uh, yeah. on the pod, he's had some, uh, yeah, he's issues, had some issues. So he's, yeah. I think there's some insurance issues probably having him out there full but time. I, I just, I'm excited to see Slash play some of those licks. What about, wait, Matt Sorm? Matt Sorm? No, he's not in the band anymore either. It's yeah. it's the drummer that Axel's had for a while. I mean, you just need, you need Slash stuff and, and Axel. I mean, honestly, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not the world's biggest Guns N' Roses fan, but I would see them live. I, yeah. I bet that would it's be yeah. a good fun I mean, time. It's just, it's just going to be all Okay, I just realized something, folks, that she's in the Seneca. Um, cabin. Now, of course, John Sedica was a one-hit wonder from the nineties. Well, and you also had the uh, you also had the playwright Seneca, who invented the five-act Seneca tragedy. Mm. Now, is Friday the Thirteenth the five-act tragedy? No, because it's only eighty minutes long or ninety mm. minutes long. But it was a tragedy, I would say. No, it sure was. It sure was. I think when we were watching this, because that's so prominently placed, I was really trying to figure out all the cabin names. But I don't think that they do a good job showing you the rest of the cabin names, unfortunately. 
I think the other cabin's called the Jason cabin. <laughs> the other one's the other one's called the Voorhees cabin. It's named after that kid that died in the lake. <laughs> the Voorhees cabin. Rest in peace. The, the Jason Memorial cabin. <laughs> oh, this is the boy that drowned. <laughs> it's, just, it's Jason as a boy, like as he looks now, like his freaky picture. Uh, um, I, okay, I have a question here. How about this? Oh, gosh. If you heard like a little childlike voice calling out in the middle of a rainstorm, would you uh, leave no. in your nightgown or would you put a, like your, your rain jacket on? Oh, I, I just wouldn't leave. I wouldn't. Well, go it's interesting. I mean, that she had that great green rain slicker. Why didn't she just throw it on real quick? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's the, the idea is that Mrs. Voorhees is imitating Jason here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or just imitating a, it's creepy. a child. But wouldn't you think if you're Mrs. Voorhees and you start imitating a child in trouble, and a, a, a counselor actually responds and runs out to find them. Don't you think that she's like, oh, this has lost its luster. I mean, this here's a good person oh, like trying she, oh, to she save was, a child. What, she why was a better I, person than yeah, the like, kids. Who, yeah. If she if they just ignored it, then I can see her going, oh, well, I gave you another shot. <laughs> this is a great it's scene. A, ah, I like this shot. <laughs> It's that score, man. Manfredini is so good. It, I'm For not... those tuning in, this is the Halloweenies commentary. Yes. For Thank Friday the 13th. We just took our 30-second pause for station ID. I feel like that's a that's like a John Borman commentary. His were always just like lots of pauses and then... And he's like, uh... and then I shot Charlie as, as young Mordred, of course, <laughs> and... Um, and I used him again in the Emerald Forest. And, and he also played me as a child in, in uh, war. He did, and, what's it called? I forgot what it's called. He did actually talk about shooting his daughter naked. And yeah, Excalibur, <laughs> he, yeah. he said he's like, uh, I, I forget the exact wording, but he said something like, you know, everyone made a big deal about that, but I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> That's like all he says. <laughs> wait, no, wait. His daughter was. Uh, is um, the green. Uther, is Uther's Again, right? uh, yeah, Uther's yeah, lust or whatever, yeah, yeah. I, I do love that movie. I, we I, talked I, about this in the episode, but I, I and I always say this, and it's just true. I, I'm the old man yells at the cloud, but I'm telling you, when he is out there wandering around, checking the power, and then she's kind of wandering around, you're, you're not getting these these scenes anymore. Oh no! Something it's else be happening. Amped up or It'd be accelerated by a pace, song. Yeah, cutting the, the, back and forth. Yeah. It's an it's an attention situation, folks. It's a ADD. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. Love to know what we don't get says. a lot of atmosphere. You know, it's funny that did say in memory of above that fireplace. I wonder if this There's is memory, green of Jason memory of Jason. Memory of Jason. Maybe it's Jason's fireplace. Okay, we're about to see. Well, it's kind of one of the, was it like the teaser poster, right? For this movie? It was, was uh, I think the foreign poster, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the Japanese poster. Because, uh, yeah, the, the, like the, I don't know if there was an actual teaser poster, but there was definitely the ad that ran in variety. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Had the, uh, the logo from the opening credits. Or maybe it was like a re-release or a. If you missed it the or first like time, sti- you or like you a style, a, a style B. I think that when she says "What is going on," 
that would be a great sample to be used by like Damon Albarn in a Gorillaz album. You know, like, what is going on? Like the beat drops, you know, that'd be pretty good. Let's do it. He did with Day of the Dead. You know, let's do it for this. Yes, Friday the 13th poster is uh, the one we're talking about with the X is uh, style the, the Style B poster. Mm. So I believe that was on the cover of maybe Famous Monsters of Filmland or something. When uh, Friday the 13th came out, actually, the month that Friday the 13th came out that had an article about uh, Friday the 13th, the droids from Star Wars were on the cover. The one yeah. I always remember was that they had the Tusken Raiders on the front. One time. Yes, that was, I, yeah. that's a good one. The uh, what's his name? Uh, Gol Gol. Uh, God damn it! Oh, they have names. The Tuscan Raider. The no, <laughs> no, no, the artist that did the uh, <laughs> the artwork of the Tuscan Raider. The Go- Gogol kind of sounds like a Star Wars it's... secondary character name. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Gogol. Chief the Gogol. Tuscan they have. Raider. There's 30 action figures of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, what's the guy, the guy in season one of the prequels? He's the one, that, the guy who's selling the death sticks, which are essentially cigarettes. It's um, oh, Sleaze, Evan Sleaze Bagano. Why <laughs> why do I know that? What's his name? Evan Sleaze Bagano. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Sleaze Bagano. I mean, I, I cannot believe that. You know, and I hate. Here's why I hate that because I've always said, particularly for that run of those first three Star Wars movies, nobody can come up with names quite like George Lucas. Like when he's good, he's good. Like he came up with Boba Fett. Who the fuck comes up with Boba Fett? And oh, yeah, to be like, fair, Vanderbilt, like you, you, like you said, who comes up with Sleaze Baggio? <laughs> <laughs> Sleaze Baggio. Oh, wait, wait, I can't wait. believe you didn't know that. I did not know. Mac, did, man, you didn't know that. Wait, Basil what, did I, what did I miss here? What, who, Basil Gogos is the name of the famous Monsters artist that I'm speaking. I'm okay. Mac, tell Mac who Sleaze Baggio. <laughs> who is Sleaze Baggio? <laughs> so the, wait. So I just texted I don't you guys. Know if I buy any of this. <laughs> so, so, no, no, so it's weird because I remember the action figure was labeled Elon Sleaze Baggio. And then, but on the Star Wars wiki, they say Elon sells Sabagano, also known as Elon Sleaze Bagano. And I felt like that was them trying to backtrack. Oh, like, oh, shit. All right, folks, I've got a special announcement. We're actually we're getting a phone call here in a moment. Now, keep in mind, this person oh, will not be able to hear you. I hope it's Bing Crosby. They'll, they'll only be able to hear me. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Do you guys, when you're, Mac, when you've done this in the past, you just face the, uh, the cell phone at the mic. I no, put it on speaker it and I put it up to the microphone. All right. I like this very exciting. It. I'm not sure who it is, but I'm getting this phone call and let's see who it is when they, uh, when they let's make sure you turn it up. Oh, what's up? No, look, I, his wife was a nervous wreck. <laughs> Ralph's wife. Oh, there he calls me crazy. <laughs> Ralph there too. Well, Ralph doing it again. You're never going to believe what I did to him today, honey. You think Sergeant Tierney is a paying tribute to Lawrence Tierney? I hope so. I was two seconds away from making that joke, but I was waiting for your call, Justin.
were we expecting a a call tonight? For did, those of um, you that are tuning in, this is the Halloweenies commentary for Friday to <laughs> Live, Friday. coming at you live from Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> <laughs> Am I saying that right? Is it Sleaze Bagano? Yes, it was Sleaze Bagano. Sleaze Bag, yeah. yeah Unbelievable. So all, all the action <laughs> figures. Y'all, all... We're sitting here making fun of George Lucas, but then we have... We have uh, James Cameron coming up with unobtainium. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, I, they're, all, Luke, they're all awful. Lucas had a run <laughs> where he could not be topped when it came to names, but then Sleaze Baggio. I mean, I'll take Walrus Man <laughs> over that. I, I, I just think it's funny that they all the action figures and training cards say Sleaze Baggio. Okay, and then let's later see, on, folks. Oh, that's a good job. Here we go. Perfect timing. Hey, what are you doing out here? Hello. Hi, who is this? Hey, this is uh, Rex Everhart. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rex Everhart? Who? Yeah, Rex Everhart. You know me. This was a, the truck driver. <laughs> oh, oh, Enos. Oh, the truck oh, driver. Huh? You can Enos. Turn that, can you turn that up or bring it up a little bit closer? Yes, yes, the American original. Uh, what time? What time? Uh, what are y'all doing over there? Well, you know, we're watching Friday 13th. Steve Christie just got killed. Uh, Steve Christie, it's a... Uh, that's right. Well, that's interesting. So you were, did you, did, well, I was going to say, when did you have a chance to meet most of the cast? Because uh, other than Annie, you really didn't have a chance to interact with a lot of other people. Well, you know, uh, Robbie Morgan and I, we did hit it off. We did hit it off. My, my wife didn't like uh, taking too much of a kind, like to be too much time with, uh, you know, young Morgan, but, uh, young Morgan, the, and I had a good time talking to everyone. Um, the, the 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 man Cunningham, he he brought me into the set, and uh, what can I say? It was it was a there was a nice people, you know. There was, it was a good time, small small little production. Now I have a question for you. Did you have a lot of experience driving trucks around the country? You know, it, I, I did have a lot of experience uh, driving trucks because um, I'm a truck man. You know, I I, I grew up um, in uh, Wapseka. Illinois. Uh, oh, I attended okay. Western Military Academy, and uh, it was there that I, uh, I learned how to use heavy artillery. I don't know if you ever, uh, you know, taken uh, AK-47 in your hands, hmm. uh, but there's nothing that feels better than having that wood ripping in your 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 your, your, your hand, and knowing that you have power behind you. And I felt that power when I was on the the, the truck, uh, driving the truck from uh, Annie to. Was the camp where they had the, the murders there? They had the murders. That's right. Now I do have a question about that. Though, of course, you, for some reason, I feel like you were pretty close to the camp, but your character decided to drop her off in front of a cemetery. <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned that to uh, the, who's the writer on that one. That uh, Victor Miller, of course. Victor Victor Miller. Yeah, I, I said this don't make sense. You know, he she wants to go to the camp. And I'm dropping off at the cemetery. Now, I don't know about you, but there's no cemetery that's in the camp. So you would have to go all the way to, uh, I don't know, a mile up and down the road. It seems a little crazy to me, you know? So, but that's not me. I'm just in the movie. I don't make the movie, you know? Well, did you do any other movies? I feel like you're the familiar great, are you the great face for the cinema? I had a great face for the cinema, but one of my biggest movies is uh, uh, Plant Maurice, you know, Bill's father. 
in uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Wait, now you played the voice of of Bell's father from the animated Beauty and the Beast. You don't recognize his voice. I am Maurice Bell's father. I can't. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I always forget. I always forget that Bell's father had a, a southern accent. It's um, which always curious. I was like, oh, maybe it's like the that, south that of curious. France, and it was a joke. You know, maybe yeah, that's what was going I think on. it was. It was the south of France. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. I, I, I did go to the Yale Repertory Theaters where I, I, I learned a multitude of voices. Hard to shake off my southern accent, even though I am from uh, Watseka, Illinois. Uh, I'll tell you about Watseka for a second. It uh, derives itself from the Potomac name Watshiki. Mm. It's the daughter of the evening star. So it was a nice little town. Uh, Rex, I got to tell you, I got arrested. West. I got arrested down in Watseka once. Indiana state line. Now, back then, growing up, I used to smoke many cigarettes, which is probably why my throat hurts so much talking to you right now. Well, and, I do have a question for you because, yes. and this is this would not be the first time we've spoken to many people from the afterlife. We've spoken, to, of course, um, yeah. Hoyt Axton and the late oh, Joseph Axton. Sargent. When did you? When, Hoyt Axton, uh, just yesterday. Oh, how's he doing? When, and now, when did you pass away? Well, uh, I, I I passed away. Uh, March 13th, uh, 2000, I was uh, on my way to go see uh, Frequency uh, at the, 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 the movie theater. I can't remember which year it was, but uh, a car sideswiped me. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, because you know, Frequency, a really good film with Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid. Um, it's, you know what? I know you lived a full life. And I don't want to make you feel bad. But I feel like your your life isn't as meaningful for missing frequency. Yeah, that's what I say up here. But the good thing is that they got a great DVD collection up here, uh, all the special features. So uh, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll listen it out. Well, I'll tell you what. We're, we're hitting a pivotal point. Alice is uh, Alice is going to the soup closet. Everybody, uh, we're reaching a pivotal point in the film, and I, I hate to have to let you go here, but. Well, we just talked about Superman accidentally earlier when I mentioned that Mario Puzo, of course, wrote one of the 85 drafts of 1978 Superman. So we'll be looking out for you next time we watch Superman. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a great day. Now, that's crazy because we have had, what, about three uh, entities call in? I know. I've heard of the three amigos, but the three me ghosts. I mean, this is unbelievable. He's an American original, let me tell you. He is, and I forgot to mention that to him. Yes, but I, I, it's kind of, it's kind of I, I know we got a little bit of time left of this film, but I'm kind of bummed out that he never got to see Frequency. I don't know how the rest of you are feeling right now. You know, I like I like Frequency. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. There's Bill's uh, rain slicker. I, you know, if we kept him on the poncho, call though. while this whole reveal is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Just so okay, what would, and the beast well, it's and, hard to it's hard to let go a ghost essentially, you know. It's a, I, gotta, it's a, I just got a question. Oh. What um what rain slicker, what color rain slicker would you wear? Oh, here it is, folks. <laughs> what a great reveal. Uh 
I'd probably do like a a green, like a forest I, green. I like that green. That uh, that uh. Yeah, yeah. That that greens. Yeah. Green's my favorite color. I have to go with green. Yeah. Mm. I think green is the color by Pink Floyd is a great song. <laughs> Betsy Palmer. The first thing I, I saw it. her in was, and of course, we're not going to see her for a few more minutes. A little movie called, I think it's the third not quite human movie with Jay Underwood and Alan Thicke. It was a Disney movie, <laughs> Disney Channel Ooh, movie. I have another Halloween not quite human connection coming mm. up on our Manhunter episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, that reveal with um, Harry oh. Crosby. Uh, Still not as bad as the beatings that he used oh, to receive from his oh, father. Jesus. Oh, you know, I was I was thinking about like, well, what if people get? I'm like, at this point, I feel like people have listened to hundreds upon hundreds of hours of us talking over the last three or four years, and it's all in in in, in unclean fun, folks. Uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's uh, off color. Wait, humor. is that? Is the, the the book on the piano? Is the that songs like, of Big song <laughs> Oh! And and look after, at all. Look it's at the, nothing but the, nothing but the hits in there. Look at the whistle. All the whistles on the uh, and the keys on the. I want a wh- good, whistle good rack. I tell you. Can I get a whistle rack, oh, guys? I bought a whistle after watching Halloween Five. <laughs> <laughs> You really did. That's oh, the best part. Our very own Keystone Cop. All right, Vanderbilt. Every jump scare, I want you to do this. <laughs> so get ready with it. When, when she comes flying or, or through the window, I need, someone, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need to see her. I need the slide whistle. Anytime someone goes into the uh, uh, the soup closet. <laughs> okay, get ready, Vanderbilt. When, when you see her on the ground, okay. I think it's coming up in a second here, right? <laughs> I can never time these right. That's what's so good about them. They're just like, I feel like they're maybe just a little bit off. Yeah. This was, you know, I think we might talk about this. I'm pretty sure this was the first of all the slasher movies I ever saw. So for me, in a lot of ways, when I think of the quote unquote final girl, I, th- I do think of Adrian King before I even think of Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry. Yeah. It's all about what you see first, right? That's yeah. true. I, I mean, I think I had probably seen. Do you think we watched this first, Justin? I watched this before you. I watched this with my friend. Um, oh, I'm sure I watched whatever. it with you. Yeah, you watched it for the first time, but I'd seen it before. I think I saw Halloween, but sh- just shortly before this. I mean, Hall- Halloween will always be the immortalized one for me, but. Mm. It wasn't so far apart. I think this was the third Friday the 13th movie I saw because, no, I think it was the second because the uh, first one I saw was five. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one more. I like how I like how uh, she had the little little tiny pitchfork and then we will get the full pitchfork in the next movie. Mm. Well, foreshadowing. But yeah, so I, I told you, I told on the uh, the original episode, I watched part five with my mom and my sister, and we were disappointed to find out it wasn't really Jason. So then we rented the original Friday the 13th, and we're disappointed to find out that it wasn't really Jason. <laughs> and then I think finally saw part six, uh, where we finally got Jason. 
Well, you probably have another an even deeper affection because of that for that movie, you know? Oh, yeah. I knew I probably saw it when I was seven or eight, and I knew like I really dug that one. It was a lot of fun. But you love Jason Goes to Hell, which kind of isn't really Jason either, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's Freaking true. That's true. I never, well, because I never had the, uh, it was never born into me, the adoration for the character of Jason. Ah, that makes sense. This is a great reveal here because this is literally the last human being you would ever expect to see in this scene, right? <laughs> i love it i'll never not be funny to me oh i'm just gonna keep this on the desk just i got two it. they came in a set on amazon i ordered them while i was watching halloween five for that <laughs> don't even you know what don't even prep us like here it comes let's forget and then later on we'll just keep hearing it oh god we are officially becoming a morning zoo radio show. i know we're just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 I'm sure I can get all sorts of dumb noise makers and keep them in this office. I'm surprised I don't have anything. I'm not afraid. Well, right there, she's got the Jeep, right? The little, yeah, that's the, kind of the, the big linger deal, right? shot on the Jeep. We weren't really thinking. You know, it's creepy. Just think about this: in the passenger seat, Annie's sitting there dead. That oh, that's right. And think about that. No exit, it should say. Am I right? <laughs> That's from Friday the 13th, part six. Charcoal. I, under- I understood that reference. Mm. Mm. This is the part of the movie where we kind of get lost. Every time we watch the climax of these movies, we kind of just start watching yeah. it and stop yeah. talking. <laughs> this is a good speech. Like, it's uh, a great, it is. It's a great scene. I- I know. I, I, I would it's like rare to that it stumps us on Halloweenies. I feel like usually we're just talking through everything, no matter how good it is. But well, this is the key. This is why sequence. these movies really work when you get these veteran actors in to do these roles. You know, I think it yeah. makes a difference. Well, and she at first had a real. She kind of detested the movie at first, right? And then oh, was, she did it to fix her yeah. car, I think. Yeah, that's the she did it. Man, you know what I love is when they start showing the flashbacks of him flailing in the water. I think mm. that's so creepy. Yeah, that's coming. The up. Silhouetted shots, yeah. We can go now, there. It's funny because I feel like Betsy Palmer didn't really age after this. She kind of just looked the same for the next four, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Now, is the idea that Jason looked like that before he drowned? Yes. Like the, the, okay, gotcha. Yes, he, he, like he, he was uh, with. Um, it's a, there's a hydro. Uh, oh, hydroencephalitic or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah, yeah. Because you can't really make him out really good here, but there's behind the scenes shots of him. Yeah, um, it's kind of wild that they did all that work on the makeup for that, and just the one. Yeah, so he has that. You, you really bond. can't see it. He does. He's just not obviously, you know, not money rotting or anything. Like, yeah. Just has and, a condition, and, and not a very good swimmer, like uh, Martin Short in that. I'm not <laughs> oh a very God, good the swimmer. Secret eyes swimmer. You're a swimming sketch. One of the all time. I'm not a very strong swimmer. Martin's not a very strong swimmer. <laughs> well what's his name lawrence lawrence is the very lawrence. lawrence i told i told my wife honey i'm going to quit my job at the firm and pursue our passion is synchronized swimming is that has has male synchronized swimming ever actually become a no we are confident that um oh, so good no you're not pointing you're, you're not angry you're just pointing at each other <laughs> hey i know you i know, I know you. you i know you <laughs> God almighty, everybody go find the synchronized swimming sketch on SNL with 
the, the all-stars, Martin Short, Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer. Okay, now back at Friday 13th, though, 1980. This took place before that season of SNL, which is, I think, 85, the bridge season. I like those 80s oh, years. Oh, have a drink because it's another dead body discovered. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a slide whistle, uh, do that, too. Yeah, but you got to do like, the long slide. Uh-oh. Drink again because Steve Chrissy's. Now, She's very that, physical that, in this movie that too. Yeah, Coman- does that say Comanche cabin on the? Uh, it probably does. It does. So we've got Seneca and Comanche. Now are these all? Just Native American only, names. That's only you know? the two. Yeah, but that's only the the only two I think we really see. And then on the very uh, beginning, Mac, you missed it. There is the drowned Jason box, cabin. <laughs> box cabin is one of them too. Oh, okay. I love that long shot of her running away from the light. That's cool too. Okay, here's your scene, Dan. Too. Right. That yeah. shot of her saying "I won't, I won't" with the teeth, the extreme close-up is so good. Yep. Now, Mac, you saw. I think he didn't. Sean Cunningham direct Deep Star Six. It was yes, a did. Cunningham joint, and mm-hmm. I had a good time. I, I it's a, it's a fun flick. Yeah, I haven't watched it since the '80s, and I, I enjoyed that one. You know, I like it's. I enjoyed it more than the Leviathan, which I felt like took itself a little too oh, seriously. But, but Leviathan has one of the greatest endings of all time. Oh God, the where he punches out. Where he punches <laughs> out. Oh God, <laughs> feel yeah. better. What, I do what's now. the name? Who played uh, Meg Foster? I think. Yeah, punches yeah. out. I actually, kind of is, just yes. like it's <laughs> so out of out of the blue, but I, I actually kind laughing. of I kind of like the monster in Leviathan, it, and it. It's it's weird that it takes itself so seriously, except for that ending, which is just. I know, uh, but I love Peter Weller, so you know he could punch me out any day of the week. <laughs> what is it? What, what, is, what does she say? Feel better? I do now. I, I can't remember what's all Some, on this. Something like that. I don't know. I watched the young Peter nowhere. Weller movie. Uh, Tell me what you want with Alan King and Alan McGraw. It wasn't very good, but it had young Peter Weller. Well, you mentioned Alan McGraw, and guess who Alan McGraw famously had an affair with. Oh, uh, Robert Evans, president of uh, Paramount. Paramount around this time. Oh, boy. You're not going to get that trivia anywhere else, folks. You understand? You're so lucky to be able to listen. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly, certainly not on a horror, a horror yeah, movie. Right. Nobody's talking about Ali McGraw and Robert Evans affair. Oh, no, I take it back. They were married. And she cheated on him with, with Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen. That's, That's right. I apologize. Yeah, I, apologize I, got, I got all those lines crossed, too. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, you know, this fight, we're, we're really not critics so much as we are film historians. That's right. I, on I Halloweenies. Yeah. There are fireworks going off somewhere around here, which isn't They know we're watching this fireworks scene. I guess so. I got to tell you, she was... Betsy Palmer was fairly old in this. And she's doing a lot of stunts. She's, and uh, you know, know she's and she, I'm sure, and, sure she did not have a stunt woman on no. this film. And she really, I remember there's this Adrian King talks about later on when she's, I mean, she's really slamming Adrian King's head into the ground. Well, <laughs> how, how old is she in this, Justin? No, oh, she's got to be 38. I think she's what, 35? Yeah, 38, 35. <laughs> let's still, <laughs> still younger than Justin and I. Jesus, probably. <laughs> let's see. Um, no, I think she's probably about 50 or so, right? She was yeah, she looks 53, 53, I think. So 53. Get away from those platforms. There's probably spiders abound. <laughs> they really did get a lot of mileage out of this final fight scene. Like it 
you know, like yeah, you would totally. wonder how they would stretch it out, you know, at this point, but they think they do a really nice job with it. They keep changing locations. Yeah. Hey, uh, Justin, was there a full moon on uh, June in June of 19th, June, Friday, June 13th, 1980? That's a great question, Mike. And I think people should go back to our Friday 13th episode, in which I break down every full moon, I believe, in 1980. That is very Dating true. back to like 1913. Or something. I tell you what, I will always associate Friday the 13th with the beginning of stay at home and COVID because of recording that episode. That's right. We're all together. Yeah, that's right. Uh, honestly, at the beginning of COVID, the only thing I could watch, like I could get through was the Friday the 13th series. I couldn't watch new movies for a very long time. I remember I just couldn't focus on them. Yeah. Well, that's the so, great thing about well, these movies. And, and, they're and kind here of we are timeless again. in their own way. Yeah. Here we are again, revisiting Friday the 13th <laughs> as we go into another era. <laughs> with, the Delta, with the Delta variant on the rise. This is like the uh, yeah. This is like this is like the reboot of last year. It's <laughs> no, cursed. No, no, no. This no. film is this cursed. Is a little, little different. No, I don't think I don't think it'll get as bad as last year. But no. who, who knows? I'm not protecting the unvaccinated. There, yeah. I said it. I wish yeah. them all the best of luck. I pray. Let's for call them it all. Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because I'm actually like after all this Delta variant stuff, I'm thinking I actually might decide to get vaccinated. <laughs> oh yeah dan dan you're well, so you virulently against it so what a rebel <laughs> i promise i promise this isn't a bit somebody was telling me about there's the gamma variant now too oh is there what about echo, what about echo and foxtrot yeah, yeah. we're gonna go through them all people um is it one of the side effects you hulk out <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and if you if you get the now, fox now hold it, on y'all She's in the soup closet. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was going to say, if you get the Foxtrot variant, you just sing Wilco lyrics. Uh, <laughs> no, you just do dialogue from that uh, it's really, the it's, movie. It's really just the bottom of the barrel here, folks. We're <laughs> 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 just scraping it. The bottom of the barrel of soup. Oh, soup gosh. for your family. You get, the, you get the echo variant, you just make dolphin noises. <laughs> If you get the tango variant, though, that means you have to team up with you, Sylvester you, Stallone. No, I, yeah, that or you also recall the um, the Matthew Perry, Nev Campbell film, Three to Tango. Oh wow! <laughs> I can tell you guys are probably going to get the beta variant because you're a bunch of beta males. Oh, there we go. I, I got, I got uh, we, the. I got the, the cuck. I got the cuck variant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one of us was what? the alpha? Who did we decide was the alpha? Because he went. He was prom king. Was that you, Dan? I was. I was prom king. <laughs> no, the alpha. He's got. He's got. He, yeah. he is the uh, the alpha variant. Started <laughs> with. with <laughs> did we? Did we say? Was it Halloween's or Losers Club where we had a running joke about? about justin being alpha right, right wasn't that was that it was losers club but i yeah, i know yeah. this bit I think. yeah yeah it was like, and then justin had that uh justin had that twitter photo like a month or two ago where you had like that the bowling wrist guard my lifting gloves my lifting gloves i was like don't fuck, fuck with me I was like, what don't the fuck, fuck were you me. lifting with those things uh just some we had some stuff at work i was Good. helping <laughs> Get ready! I was like, I look so ridiculous. And he looked like a fucking meathead. You know? now, does <laughs> anyone, now, does anyone arm remember the significance of Canoe Six? Of course, this is the infamous canoe. <laughs> uh, in which, God, um, Alice goes out into the the lake, 
and Jason shows up. You are right, Dustin. <laughs> That's a good bit of trivia. You can't get on that, yeah, that on can IMDb. You, That's for sure. Six. Um, also, like that one of the reasons yeah. why uh, my band is named number six. Oh, is it really? That's not true at no, all. No, that's wrong. It's not at all. But it is now. I, I'll, I'll throw it out there. <laughs> where, where did you get number six from? From the prisoner. Ah, very nice. Oh my you god, I'm hiccuping like a motherfucker. Number six. six. How many seasons is the prisoner? Just one. Just one. Good. I might actually. Maybe I'll finally actually watch that. Oh, that's wild, man. I love it. Oh, Mike, you would dig it. Uh, yeah, I figured. There's a right? couple, There's a few. There's a few episodes that aren't very. Oh, yeah. Great, but there's only like 15 episodes. And there's another good, uh, really interesting. Um, one season show from the 60s. I was like, you guys ever watch Honey West with Anne Francis? Never heard of it. It was the American answer to the Avengers, like the British Avengers. She's a detective and drives a cool car and has a pet ocelot. Uh, only lasted a season though. Pretty good stuff. Okay. She's go. like the American Emma Peel. Yeah. This is so good. Now, of course, we know whose oh. hands these are. Oh, there it is for a little bit there. Great shot. Those are definitely hairy hands. Those are. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people who have hairy hands. The HD helps. I didn't pick up on it when I was a kid. That's what a great shot. That I think they're hoping that you're focusing more on the. The, <laughs> the open gaping wound. The great gaping wound with the spine sticking out. The beauty of watching this on one, two, three movies is that the quality is not great, so I can't really see the hairy hands. Ah. Now wait a minute. Now was I wrong? Oh no. Mm, well, she Uh-oh. gets into a canoe. Or oh, it's not twenty nine. This is not number is six. Canoe six. I think it is six. No, because six was was not next to anything. Well, we'll see because we now, get a better shot of the canoe later on, right? For this scene coming up, should should is it like a silent thing? You know, like where the you know what scene I'm talking. Talking I think, about, I think a, a little moment of silence, a little, a little moment too, of silence right? for Jason, for little Jason, and then yeah. and then right after Vanderbilt can reintroduce us again as if someone's going in in the eleventh hour. It's great, this great piece of music right here. Sail away, little sparrow. Let's see if it says sparrow. the number on the canoe. Mm. Like a ham's ad or something. Land of sky blue waters. I, I know we've, we've all seen this a million times, but there is no way that anybody expected anything to happen. There's, oh, no right, way. There's no way anybody saw that jump coming, right? Can we get War on Drugs to cover this? A little bit more. Oh, I'd love to though. hear the cover of this song. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you guys have been really great tonight. We're going to play a song from Friday 13th. It's called Sail Away, Tiny Sparrow. <laughs> I mean, they covered hot piss, so they'll do it. Oh, that's very true. How'd the cops get out there? If I could walk on water. All right, all right. There she is. <laughs> now that's that still uh, gets me even with the slide so, whistle. i know it's somehow <laughs> even more disconcerting with the slide whistle 
It's just the slow mo and the, the music, and, it's and just, he's so fucked up. It, it just now, it's it, one of those things that really scars you as a child watching. When I was a kid watching it, it really stuck with me, and it still gives me chills to this day. Now, it's the idea that that actually did happen, right? And that the cops no, didn't no. see that. No, no, that no? was no. That was a dream. I think even in the sequels, right? Yeah, because if you think about it, obviously, age-wise, he wouldn't be that. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things, you know. It's the the trauma, the mystery of it. Will she ever really recover from this? I mean, how how do you? It's such. Well, I mean, if you think about, we also have the the advantage, I guess, of of all those sequels, which kind of dismiss whatever this is supposed to mean. You know what I mean? True. But I, I feel like she's just haunted. Although also though, if you watch really closely at the end, right before the credits and you see the lake for, it's like a fortuitous shot. It looks like there's like bubbles coming up from the lake, but that's not intentional. Right? It was that's not, not it was it's, not just, planned, it's just really cool. It's just kind of a cool. I do love, this is like a good old fashioned ghost storyline right here that the sheriff Man. says, "Ma'am, we didn't, we didn't find any boy. <laughs> I wonder if him and Enos know each other. Do you think they like drink together? I would hope so. That's a character actor's face. That doctor's Look getting those great faces. Eyes, man, those blue eyes. Oof. Sorry, I'm getting lost again because the music's so good. Great last shot. Great yeah. last shot yeah. in this movie. What a good movie. I like it. I still think it's really good. It's funny how it was kind of panned at the time. Of course. And I feel like now it's got more of a kind of traditionalist uh, vibe to it with looking back on it. Well, it's just yeah. obviously not as over the top as just about everything that followed. You know I mean? Right. I mean, I, it has, I, I mean, it's, it's not psycho, but like, I think it has more in common with that than uh, people might give it credit for because of its reputation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love there the end is. credits. They have it. There she is, Bessie. Sorry, no I like that. In the beginning. I like that stories. credit. It, like I said, it, I always there's something like I take away from this movie. Watching it now, it's it definitely has kind of that weird '70s melodrama vibe, like because you have the whole history of like a you know a mother and her weird kid. Mm-hmm. Like it's, Let me ask you: if you put Kevin Costner in this film instead of Kevin Bacon, does it still work? Yes. <laughs> hey, you know, did I tell you guys? I I think I mentioned this. I saw Ari Lehman late at night. Leaving the Davis <laughs> yeah. Theater. There's nobody else on the street but him. You know, I was um, walking to the music box a couple weeks ago and I, oh, really? I, I, I almost bumped into him. Yeah, he lives around. Oh, no, wait. It just He's, said production manager Stephen Minor with the PH. Is that, is that yeah, Steve that's Minor? Steve Minor. Yeah, wow. yeah, Steve Minor. He's he assisted by Tom Savini, worked assisted on by Tesos Stavrakis. He is in one, of the, he's one of the guys from Dawn of the Dead as well. He's one of the it's bikers. Funny to, see, uh, funny to see it with the PH. Like Stephen King, am I right? Speaking of King, I wonder Anne if King, Anne, I wonder if Anne King is related to Adrian. I bet you she is. She might be the wardrobe assistant. Yeah. Shout Adrian out to a... Betsy Palmer getting her own hair, hairstylist. What else we got here? Michael Cavello, of course, the great location auditor, Michael Cavello. Only see Michael Hall, and then right under that was Six Feet Under, and I got really confused for a second. A lot of uh, New Jersey Italians, I imagine. A lot of Blairstown, New Jersey shout outs here too. Panavision, never forget. Um, 
Any final words on Friday Thirteenth, gang? Five out. Well, I don't think I gave it a five out of five when I <laughs> did this originally, but now I'm watching it. I've had a great time with y'all. I'm happy uh, Mac was able to join us. Come yeah, pretty early yeah, on too. Yeah. You didn't miss Mac. We forgot to tell you we did at least ten minutes on Lollapalooza to start the episode naturally. <laughs> so oh, I, I, I don't think it. I missed much then, folks. I hope that you're not. That's too where Jason degraded. lives. That's the mountain where Jason lives. That's right. He and Indiana Jones. I hope that you're not too inebriated to hear me say how much we appreciate your patronage. If you just joined us um, for this episode and you, you want to check it out, I mean, we've got probably about a dozen commentaries at this point, including a bunch of bonus episodes of, of non-franchise horror movies. So please look at this beautiful, wonderful library of content that we have for you. I, I know people don't like, I think Mr. Scorsese doesn't like to use the word content, but it's content. You have everything. It's movie. It's commentary. It's visual. Reviews. Dumb fucking pictures. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's a treasure trove, as it were. And there's always more to come every month, as you'll see if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter. A total. Or package. of course, the great bloody disgusting, where we um, have our main feed, in which this season we're still covering the Scream franchise. And of course, all of, most of this stuff will be so dated if you listen to this episode in 2032. But uh, that's where we are at this moment in time. Um. Please tell your friends to join our, our Patreon page. We've, we've, we've got a lot of followers. We're really proud of it, and we have a great time doing it. We're so happy that people yeah, I, to enjoy say, us doing slide whistles and making dark <laughs> jokes about Bing Crosby and his I, I, patronage. Or his I, I got to say, like I, I love the Halloweenies uh, faithful who chime in on everything on Twitter. There's there's so many of them, and they, they truly get our sense of humor. And I think, uh, I mean, we really couldn't do it without them. I 100% agree. Uh, well, Dan, Caffrey, Mike Vanderbilt, Wolfman, Mac Gerber, what a, what a great joy! What a joyous ride revisiting Friday Thirteenth for the, I think the third time for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I could do it again so. tomorrow. I love it so much. Um, thanks everybody out there, and let's do the old-fashioned. Remember the old sign-off for the Friday Thirteenth season? Well, is it uh, actually? Oh, I remember it was it was uh, we riff on the song, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's the, okay, yeah. Bye 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 bye. Goodbye. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>